Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Welcome back to another episode of the Beautiful Game Podcast. I'm joined by my right-hand man, although he's sitting on my left. <laughs> Dej. What are you saying to me, brother? I'm good. Looking forward to this um, podcast interview. This is someone that I've been speaking to for the last few weeks. Very insightful, very articulate, and very knowledgeable. So I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for coming on. We're joined by SPL winner. Nigeria. <laughs> Nigerian yeah. international Leon Balogan. Thank you for coming. Thanks. <laughs> you even get the applause in here. Oh, of appreciate course. It. No, thanks for having me. Thank I was you. saying, I was saying off record that you're really looking lean and mean, <laughs> and you're ready to start the new season in in in, in good fashion. Uh, yeah, I've been putting some work in over the past oh, 10, 12 weeks. Had to do a bit extra because I was injured at the end of the season but I guess that's what the Scottish League does to you as well <laughs> I remember my first game where some guy McKenna I think he's at Nottingham now he just spun me around and smashed me into the goalpost and I was like yo welcome to Scotland yeah, <laughs> yeah so this won't happen again hopefully yeah so we want to talk about that number 55 winning the league that was the holy grail for Rangers mm-hmm. you know Celtic had been dominating the league so now that the dust is settled, how are you feeling that you've won a league? Oh, to be honest, like in the last few days, I was thinking about it a little bit. And yes, we've won it. But as soon as the new season starts, it's gone. Like yeah. it's not gone, you know, but we play as the as the current champion, but we want to get there again. So we've all been saying that we're just getting started now. And I can already tell about myself that I'm thinking, okay, as soon as we start the new season, I can't talk about 55 anymore because <laughs> we have to go for 56 now. Mm. And that's also what is expected, I think. So I think there comes loads of pressure. But I think we have a team, a really good and high-quality team uh, in all aspects, 
managers, the staff, backroom staff, players, um, where you can just back it up and everybody will be on the same page, I think. How difficult was it to stay focused as a team? Because you guys, you know, started off the season in terrific fashion, creating a big gap, you know, earlier on in the season. So how did you guys just maintain the focus? What was Steven Gerrard doing behind the scenes? Um, I mean, I just joined for that really, really glorious, successful year. So um, I think they really learned from their mistakes in the past. Um, and I think that's what makes a champion, you know. Mm. You don't dwell on your mistakes. You learn from them. And that's what they did. And they made sure that everybody just gets that into their DNA, even I would say. So I don't know. It didn't even feel so hard to focus. It was just more like, okay, you know what? We take it game by game and make sure we are the best version of ourselves in every game. That's what he kept telling us. We have to be the best version today. And I think it helps that he's a legend himself. <laughs> um, but also the way he treats his players, it's not just him. It's like his, you mentioned Mick Bill, who was the guest here before. Yeah. Um, he does an amazing job. We have um, TC, Gary McAllister. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all do their parts, you know, in the way they treat you as a player, as a human being, first and foremost. That's what I think they really do understand. They understand how to manage their players. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, I wouldn't say that made it easy for us, but it made it easier, definitely, because especially the manager, Stephen Joe, is just like, Sometimes it feels like he's just a pal, you know, one of your teammates, and he has the banter with you and all of that. But he just knows how to switch. He doesn't. He didn't even have to scream at us. It's like the I think who, who was it? Um, what's his name? Peter Crouch said it. Sometimes he just has to give you that look, and you know, okay, <laughs> now you you Learning, you're yeah. not gonna mess this up now because <laughs> you don't want to get that look. You know, you don't want to be the one. So no, it's it's been amazing, amazing experience with them. Just like the way they set standards, the way they demand standards, but in a way where you just feel like, you know what, I can do that. They give you the confidence and back you. Really, like, it's, it's been amazing. I cannot say it one bad word, actually. It's been fantastic. So how has it been in terms of mentally? Because you've been at clubs that, no disrespect to no, them, cool. they've struggled. Yeah. You know, minds where just staying up is a result. Brighton exactly. staying in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. But Rangers, it's a club where if you draw, it's a bad result. Yeah. So how did you flick that switch? Uh, the thing is, I think I was prepared by the Nigerian national team because, as uh, you know, the Nigerian yeah. fans are very, very demanding <laughs> yeah, themselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've I've sitting I've been sitting in a bus after well that was actually the Sierra Leone game. I don't know if you remember. We've been winning four one. Ah, then it came back. We drew four yeah, four, yeah. which was madness. <laughs> so <laughs> after that game. We still got the draw, you know. It's it's bad, yeah, but we we didn't lose, and well, there was some some bricks uh, flying against the bus afterwards. That was a bit scary. So, yeah, we're coming back to Rangers. Um, oh no, I forgot the question actually. Yeah, the mindset <laughs> switch. The mindset. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, true. Um, I've actually I've actually been enjoying it a lot. You know, I set. Um, to a few of my peers and also to some of the players I wish I would have been in an environment like that before because it just gets something out of you that has just or for me personally it has been hidden there like this competitiveness it just gets taken to another level and you see everybody doing their bits doing their extras in the gym on the pitch and you just want to make sure that you are 
in there, you know, you don't want to let anyone down. You want to make sure that you can level that or even um, top it. So the fact that you actually play then for something as well yeah, that you can grab, you know, it's not just, okay, another year of Bundesliga or another year of Premier League. It's like you really play for the glory. That within itself is just so much fuel, you know, for your own motivation and everything. So I've enjoyed it a lot, you know, and just to look and say, okay, if we win that game, that other team, well, it's nine points, then it's 12 points. Yeah. It was just enjoyable, really, really enjoyable. So it wasn't too much of a challenge, actually. It's it's kind of similar because the pressure is the same. I mean, if you want to maintain the league, it's also loads of pressure mm-hmm. because there's jobs tied to that as well, you know, because the budget then goes down and all these kind of things. So, yeah, um, it was. it's nice to now experience the opposite, you know, and also for the first time in my career, at an advanced footballer's age, I think. That's but you're not advanced. <laughs> when I looked at your appearances, you're still, you know, there's not that much tread on the yeah, tire, I you mean, know? Yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm a model 88, so I'm running out of fashion, I think. <laughs> but still, I, I think I'm in a good shape. I, I'm pretty um, confident that I have uh, a few more years in me and I feel fit, I feel great. So it's definitely not the most um, common thing, I think at this age of your career if you have not been playing at a certain level before to compete for trophies so um, yeah how was it when you got that call because you're at Wigan or you just finished the spell at Wigan Stevie G calls your phone and says Leon like I want you to join how does that feel it was crazy because my agent I think wait was it we have I I was on the way back home from a Wigan match I I don't know who we played we had one I don't know if it was the whole city game. No, it wasn't. It was before that. But we had just won. And my agent calls me and says, yeah, I have a kind of interesting one. I have a, I have a good one and I have a really interesting one if you ask me because my, my agent is English as well. So um, he said, I, I can't even remember the other team. And he said okay. Rangers. And at first, my first thought wasn't even directed towards Rangers. It was more like Scotland. Because, okay, it's not, I think it's not, I'm not stepping on anyone's toes if I say it's not the most popular league in the world, you know? So I thought, okay, are you going to do that? And they said, yo, just think about it, but because it's a massive club and obviously my my agent, he's a huge fan of Steven Gerrard. So he said, he always tells me he's he's the most complete footballer ever to ever play the game. Wow. Because he could play every position just as good as anyone else or even better, you know? Um, so he loves him clearly um, and I thought about it and then slept over it slept a night over it and I was like wow and then I just realized wait 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 Rangers like I have this little story about it as well with my very good friend my childhood friend we used to go to like one of those sports zone uh, shops and check all those nice oh like um, a sports direct in this country co- yeah, yeah. Similar, like back home in Berlin back then yeah. when we were like eight years old we went there once or twice a week just to look at all the jerseys we couldn't afford them back yeah, then but we just we dreamed of wearing them one day you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. just look at them yeah and then you know what let's wait for this birthday money and then I'm gonna get a bit of my pocket money like my allowance yeah, and then, got the then I came then I came then I came by that kit you know yeah, so yeah, we were yeah. just calculating yeah. calculating <laughs> um, and he introduced me to the Rangers kit back then and I remember the logo and um, 
because Jörg Alberts, he used to play there, the German guy, the Hammer, I think they called him. So that's how I got in touch with them first. So there was even kind of a personal note to that. Mm -hmm. And the longer I thought about it, the more I was like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then, yeah, I said, okay, called him, said I'm, I'm up for it. And then they like, they wanted to get this over the line really, really quick. So one day, I just had to go into my into my bedroom. I was living in Manchester at the time. Yeah. Um, because then I had a phone call or a FaceTime call with uh, Stevie G. Ooh, and, what was that like, Ross man? Wilson. First thing I said to him, look, <laughs> before we talk about anything yeah, else, yeah. <laughs> I, I I I gotta take my little fan moment here because it's Stevie G. I'm really honored to speak to you. And he and he was just laughing. Ross Wilson. He was also just laughing and. Then, uh, took it from there really talked about it he told me like that he really believes in the qualities that I have and he thinks that can really put the team forward also with my experience in inter on international level and um, yeah he, they were really keen to do it you know so he, he then after that I think the following week I think he called me again and we had that game against Hull City we beat them 8-0 I think with Wigan yeah. Yeah. and uh, he texted me after because I didn't have his number before and he just texted me. Yeah, here's my number one, just Stevie G. At the end. <laughs> and I was, I, I think even with a little wink, you know, yeah. and I was like, oh, Stevie G's on my WhatsApp. <laughs> oh, no, no, that was, that was, that was amazing. And then, um, uh, I actually sent a screenshot to one of my best friends. He was like, no way, bro. Crazy. Is, that, is this for real? I said, yeah, bro, look at the profile picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had them. We've once. had yeah. them. We've had them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah when we get a contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, wow. And then, yeah, and then we, we had a few more phone calls. And no, but he really like, it was really comforting the way they were trying to get me over there. And then, it, yeah, signed a deal pretty quick wow. after that. So I just want to fast forward a bit. You guys win the SPL. <clears throat> and I know Steven Gerrard, he wants to have an invincible season because he sets the standard yeah. very, very high. How did you maintain the focus? Because we've seen teams win the league in terrific fashion. And after they win the league, there's a physical and a mental drop-off. But mm. with Steven Gerrard, I know he expects the top every single game. So how did you guys just maintain the standard? I told you about that look before. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, but you know what? The thing was is... That, did he put pressure on the players to go unbeaten or he no, just said, you know, enjoy the football? No, the thing is, he he didn't put pressure on. He just said, guys, look what you can achieve here. Mm. And that's why also I think the whole team had this little bit of a bitter taste because we didn't win any of the Cups because there was a... You call it triple or treble? Trouble, trouble. Yeah, there was a trouble, you know, mm. to to grab mm. that season, and I think in this season it was easier as ever before, mm. and we didn't get there. But even even in the disappointment, like as I said, he did not scream. He did not actually <clears throat> like because he's disappointed as well, mm. and he pretty much just said, "Guys, you can make history. Winning the title is one thing, but." go into history as an invincible. There's not many that can say that, you know? Mm. And let's just go for it. And I think, as I said, I'm only here at Rangers for a year. <clears throat> there have been players he's been working with for two years, three years already. So they all have that kind of bond already. 
and the understanding for each other. So it's just something like, you're like, yeah, let's go, let's go for it, let's get this together. And the staff as well, they were pushing for it and they were motivating us rather than putting pressure on us. They was saying like, look, it's there for the grab. Clean sheet record, uh, least goals conceded record, invincible, all these kind of things. And everybody was, that, that alone, if this is not motivation, enough or is like mm. then maybe you're not in the right place as well you know so <clears throat> he didn't have to put a lot of pressures just like your own um expectation probably what you want to achieve because like yeah it's it's an amazing achievement and i think it's something if you can write that down to your name no one can take it from you that's one and also it's just something there's not many who have achieved it for example my favorite player of all time is Thierry Henry mm. so yeah he's done it with Arsenal I'm not going to compare myself to Thierry Henry also because I'm the, I'm a defender, but like he's an invincible. I can call myself yeah. something that Thierry Henry has achieved for me personally. It's like, wow, you know, and I'm sure every other player has his kind of note to that as well. Yeah, so we mentioned someone before. We spoke on the phone about Mick Bill. Yeah. Just talk to us about him because we spoke to him on the platform and when you speak to him, he's like a football encyclopedia. The way oh, he breaks it down. Edu- education. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a genius. Seriously, when it comes to football, he's a genius. And also, I, I mentioned him before the way, because <clears throat> from my understanding, he worked a lot with like um, youth, uh, loads of boys in the youth. And you can tell, you know, he's, for, he for example, the way he treats us players, um, you can tell that he comes from working with young players. We still have a lot of young players, obviously not youths anymore, but he brings that kind of element in the treatment with his players, you know, the way he talks to you. Compassionate, empathy. Exactly. That's, that's, empathy is actually a big word, I think, for the whole managing stuff. That's just, they just understand that because that's something from my experience in football, um, not many do understand how important that is, you know, to actually see the human being behind the player. Because yes, we all need to perform. You expect this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but there's human beings behind mm-hmm. us. So they understand that. And, and Mick just has that perfect balance yeah. between like kind of working with us as if we were still youth players because we all still need to learn. You know, it doesn't matter if you're 17, if you're 25, if you're 32, it doesn't matter. You can learn every day. That's what he gets out of us. But at the same time, if he sees you're not working <clears throat> on your level, on your standard, he will also come for you. And that's just, yeah. the, he's just Balance. got that perfect balance. Bad cop, good cop sort of exactly. thing. Yeah. And without, but without being bad really, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Like, because, because he says something and you're like, ah, oh, but then it doesn't really hurt you because you know he's right. Yeah. And you just say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I will, I will show you that I can do it. Mm. And the next thing is if you do it, then he's like, yeah, much better, son. Like it's, yeah. it's great. And then obviously he's, um, I've had one, he wasn't really successful as a manager really with the club, um, as he got sacked as well in, in Mainz, my last team in Germany. But I thought from his footballing brain and- Schmidt, is that Schmidt? It, no, that's uh, Schwarz. Schmidt, okay. I th- he's in Dynamo Moscow now. Okay, yeah. Um, I thought he's quite good when it comes to these things, like this kind of Tuchel kind of type, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, they can be hard on you, but... No, no, like in terms of the tactics, the way they read the okay, game, they understand, understand the game, the tactics, the they want to use all of that, like yeah. the complexity of the game, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I mean, you have Guardiola, you have uh, Tuchel, mm-hmm. 
those kind of managers. Nagelsmann who's going to Bayern. And I think Mick Buell is probably this kind of wow. manager because the way he thinks, breathes, lives football is... Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, when he does his tactics, I understand, but sometimes he's so quick. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. I have to go through it again and then really deep it and understand it. But no, it's just the way it's so... I think the is the word quick witted. Yeah, yeah. quick witted. Yeah, it's fascinating, really. So, um, so what do you see him going into management eventually? Well, I hope he stays with us huh? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I don't want to play against him. <laughs> While I do, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to play against him. No, but he's definitely. I think, as I said, they are complementing each other very well, yeah. and I think. So, what's the dynamic in terms of how? You know, it is on the training pitch. Like, how are the roles between Stevie G and Mick Bill? And Gary Maka as well. Um, I think Stevie G and, and Mick Bill are probably the driving force most of the time, is them. Um, also, if we have tactical walkthroughs, it's those, it's those two. And I mentioned TC, Tom Koso, he does, he's like the defensive specialist. You saw a few of us um, posting with him or even himself on Instagram, like, uh, my defenders because he does the set plays with us defensively, offensively, this kind of things. Defensive drills. Gary Maka, if you would like to say so, is a bit more for the offensive guys. Mm. So you have someone for every department yeah. kind of. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I said, like the, the, the chemistry and the balance between those four is just, is perfect. Like I wouldn't even, if I were them, I would not change anything about it because it's <laughs> like the... F- it's the winning formula. Here's yeah. the fantastic four, you can yeah. say. Kind of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the final one from me on Rangers is, I want to speak about a fellow Nigerian international that plays for Rangers, Joe Aribo. Oh. How how good of a player is he? Because when I'm watching, I'm, I just, I'm wowed all the time. I know you like to say, baller fam. Baller. <laughs> baller. baller. He's a baller. Yeah. Oh, it's a joy to watch him. like... <laughs> I remember I was <clears throat> on the stands the other... I don't know who we played. Uh, Calvin Bassi is also there, also Nigerian. Yeah. And I said, ah, ah, see Nigerian spider. His legs, his stretch legs. I've got long legs myself, yeah. but the way his technique, like his finesse is just... Nah, he's smooth, bro. Yeah. Seriously. He's top player. So good. Yeah. Good finishing, good passing. His 1v1 is... Ugh, it's disgusting. <laughs> so I, I, I face him sometimes in training. I'm like, oh, why has he mixed you? Has he made you shake I'm, and bake? Be honest. Be honest. I'm not gonna. No, I'm, not, I'm never gonna lie. Um, I can't remember actually that he's done me dirty. Really. Okay. He, he might have. He might yeah. have. You know what? He he might have. But I can't. Like he definitely had me like. Not on skates, but it's just like... Yeah, wow, man, this is... This is I'm no, going to sleep one, after this. I remember one. I remember one. He megs me, and I just... He went past, and I just raised my legs. Not today. And he was like, hey, Leo, what you doing, man? I was so, bro, just have to. Yeah, man. To, yeah. <laughs> no chance, but... Uh, no, who, who caused me real problems when training every now and then is Ryan Kent. He's a... Mm, he's wing a wizard. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. He's a problem. There's this one goal... I think against Hamilton, where he just turns that defender, he's just like Inside dropping out. the shoulder, dropping it again, takes it over, and the guy he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we have a few of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but Joe, he's he's quality. Seriously, mm-hmm. 
very enjoyable. I think also as a um, in the Super Eagles, he will mm. have a big, big future. Yeah. If he needs to, if he uh, recently he played as a six, but I think if he gets the opportunity to play more um, in our system as a ten, just like in the Brazil game, I think that was his first game. Mm. Bola. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, before we move off Rangers, I want to talk about. Obviously, we've spoken about the good win in the league. Mm-hmm. There was an unsavory incident this season involving your teammate Glenn Kamara. Another bowler, by the way. Oh, that's <laughs> a bowler. Call him the smooth yeah. criminal, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's been killing it for yeah. Finland this tournament. Yeah, so yeah. he was obviously involved in a, or he was racially abused. Let's just call it how it is. What's your recollection of that event? Because there was a whole lot of noise coming out. Obviously, he was racially abused after the game. Apparently, you know, everyone got down and dirty behind yeah. the scenes, kind of thing. So, so what happened? Well. What I can tell you is that was the day I fell in love like with with Rangers 100%. I loved my time at the club before already but that was where I said you know what? You've got that's, my heart. No, that's yeah. yeah. They've got literally like the way everybody like some of the kitchen stuff the physios head of like everyone, the managing stuff, everybody, the board members, the the club boss, everybody was every everyone came down there and said, you know what, guys, you, we've got your back. Yeah, and that's great to see. And <clears throat> they came to me, but first and foremost, they they they, moved, they went to Glen. But all the players where they know, okay, they've um, been impacted like, by if they exactly like who have like I don't know with with um, how do I say that. Um, Mixed race, black players, yeah. all of us, all of us, pretty much. They was like, you know what? We can never understand what this feels like to you, especially right now for Glenn. But we don't understand it. We don't appreciate that. But we've got your back, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. And if you need anything, just let us know. And that was just like wow, because I don't think this is very common. I don't know. I don't want to blame or shame any club, but this is the first time I've experienced something like that. For me, when Steven Gerrard came out after Press the game yeah. and said, Glenn Kamara, he's one of my own. He's yeah. been racially abused. Yeah. I believe him implicitly. I'm a Liverpool fan and I held, or I hold Steven Gerrard like this. Yeah. After that conference, I held him like this. That was true leadership. I, I had the same thing when I've seen that because it's just like, wow. You know, because you feel like you have this big figure there and he says, you know what, no matter what you're going to throw that boy's way or my team's way, it's not going to get past me. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. You have this, I mentioned the bond before, you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm alone with this, but I would be surprised actually. It's almost sometimes you see you see him as a friend, kind of like he's a protector. And... I think that's how he played and I think that's how he is as a manager as well. He just, we are his family and he will do what he has to do to protect us. And I mean, in that case, it was obvious and the overwhelming thing which was not visible in the press conference is that the whole club kind of showed that, they showed this kind of support and that was how they won me over like completely, like that was just out of this league. No, that's, that's that's amazing to hear. So we're going to move on to your time at Brighton. I know you played under Chris Hooten and Graham Potter. I want to I talk about Graham Potter because he's a man that's always linked 
or you know rumored to be linked with some of the top jobs in England. Mm-hmm. He's a potential candidate to take over as you know the successor to Gareth Southgate when he eventually leaves. His name is being thrown. Is I didn't hear that. Yeah, he's oh, well. he's a player that's always been. I mean, a manager that's manager. always been amongst those yeah. names. I think some rumors linked him with Tottenham yeah, previously. <laughs> What's your feeling towards Graham Paul? Because from from the outside looking in, yeah. I think he's a terrific coach when it comes to teaching football. Mm-hmm. He plays football the right way. H- how was it? Work, you know, working under him. I would agree with you on that. On that level, definitely, <clears throat> you can see his handwriting on the team ever since he came he transformed them and they had did not really bring the results um some people might probably claim yeah maybe he doesn't have the right players i don't think it's the players necessarily maybe to a certain extent i don't know but um i think like as a footballing coach 100% he's a good manager like i i could see that from the start the way he wants to play football the way he wants to like possession uh, based that's really nice. Personally, my experience with him has not been the best on a, um, no, I, want, I don't want to say on a human level, but like... Um, Connection? Yeah, well, there wasn't really one, I would say. <laughs> so what do, you, think, what do you mean by that? Because we've spoken to players before and they'll say, yeah, fantastic on the training pitch, when it, but when it comes to human interaction, it's sometimes it may be missing. And we saw that with, you know, when we interviewed Yannick Balassi, like he's doing all he can on the training pitch but the hierarchy has said you know what you're blacklisted you're not playing and that's it yeah I mean I didn't feel like I got a chance at all Um, I think it's fair to say that because I had a conversation before I left the club where I was quite frank with him I think without being disrespectful so um, yeah I mean I came there I came back from the African Cup of Nations. I came back like 10 days prior to the season, I think. Um, it was my second year at Brighton and came back, spoke to some of the boys and they were like, yeah, you're going to enjoy it. He plays football. This should help you as well to get more game time. Blah, blah. So I was like kind of optimistic. And I came back. I had a talk with him. I had a talk with the sports director, uh, Dan Ashworth. And that was really positive. Um I felt I I all I asked for for pretty much is just to get fair treatment and like to get a real chance. I know that right now it's tough because I'm coming back ten days before the season starts. He didn't see much. That's fine, but I will work for my chance. You know. Then I came. I think f- it was like five days before the transfer window closed in England, mm. and it was a Tuesday. I think I I was in London. I came out from dinner with the missus around, I don't know, 8.30 uh, in the evening. Just had lovely dinner and then my agent calls me and say, yeah, this is how football can go sometimes. Eh? So I was like, hey, he's going to talk about Brighton. He sounded positive, you know, but he was smiling, but it was more like, in a way, yeah. like... This is the game. And then he said, yeah. And he said, so what happened? I thought, okay, he said, maybe I'm going to extend my contact, you know? And then he said, yeah, they say you can go. I was like, Wow. And he then he told me a bit about it and that he was surprised as well because he spoke to them. And he also mentioned that I'd said we had really good conversations and they and they say, yeah, we had, but this and this. So, for example, I was not told that they're going to bring in another defender. When I first, when I had my first conversation with them and I was like, 
Because I told him I'm going to fight for my spot. Just tell me if you don't plan with me, if I'm not going to have any chance, if it's not going to get better than last year, let me know. And did, did they give you granularity over the situation? Did no, they clarify? They did not tell me that they're going to, that they're actually in the middle of signing another defender for, what, 20 million pounds or something? Is that Webster? Yeah. Webster, so obviously, yeah. if you're going to buy another defender for 20 million pounds, you're not going to sit him on the bench or on the, yeah. on the, on the stands. So I was like, wow. And I had like I think I had like one and a half days left to make a decision whether I would go on loan to I don't know it was Nottingham or Wigan at the time, mm-hmm. but it was not enough time for me in that moment to make a decision. So I said no, you know I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna see, gonna convince him more or less. But then fast forward like through the following month, I didn't really get a chance. I played one cup game where I did well, but then I don't know. And I was, no, nothing really came up, you know. And then so, so what do you think it was? Because on the face of it, as we mentioned, Graham Potter, he likes to play football. Yeah. Brighton's two centre-backs at the time, Dunk, Duffy. Mm-hmm. Let's be real, they're like traditional food and drink defenders, headers and, and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can't say that, I'll say it. <laughs> So, you know, and you, like, you like to play, you can bring the ball out of the back. Yeah. So, that should have married up and worked. So, why don't you think your face fitted at the club? I have no idea. I, I can't tell you, really. I really can't tell you. Um, I think you have to be fair to Donkey because so, I think he, he, he has, he's got ball-playing ability as well. Um, Duffy, without trying to shame him, uh, but he knows that we spoke about a person. Even. <laughs> he, he's not the kind. Of, he's yeah. not the kind of player who who's comfortable with like the ball in his feet too much. You know, um, this is for example one aspect I understand with Chris Uton. He liked the that kind of the way we play. We set quite deep. You yeah. know, it wasn't possession based. So playing me maybe was more of a risk. So I got that under the new manager Potter then that's why I actually thought okay I might be able you know to change that a little bit so but so when they brought happen. you to the club did they say we want you to be like a first choice centre back or you're coming as cover no it was as cover but if I get to play and I do my job well then there's a possibility to kind of but then again it's football you know mm-hmm. they do they tell you what they tell you okay. what they need to tell you in order to, to make get, you sign but for me yeah. I always wanted to go to, to the Prem and I said you know what I'm going to make them I'm going to show them that I'm a first choice centre back. Uh, so I, I thought in my second year with that new manager, chances are going to go up, you know. And even my agent was like, nah. In the beginning, I was like, maybe we should look for some options. He said, no, 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 you, it's going to be fine. I heard loads about that manager, blah, 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 blah. All good. So then that happened. And that was, I think, middle of August, probably, end of August. So over the following months, I made one game in the cup. I don't know, I made the bench, I don't know, maybe four or five times, not much. And then the <clears throat> worst actually was we played another cup game. Started with a back three. Um, I was the right center half. Then after 10 minutes, we changed into a back four. So I had to play right fullback. I think I didn't done well there. Even we played Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and in halftime, I get subbed off. And it's Shane Duffy playing and I think Adam Webster playing. And Adam Webster had made almost every Premier League game until that point. 
So it was a cup game against mm-hmm. the championship championship side. So I thought, you know what? Why yeah, take me off? Yeah. Take him off. Let me play yeah. my my natural position, mm-hmm. and take it was uh, Galgo Isquiado, uh not Isquiado, um I don't even know his proper name. Jaham Gahash or something. No, no, it was Galgo. His name is Argentinian. Okay, yeah. Um, he he mo- he was moved up in the first half to like a right midfield position, and he dragged him back to right fullback, and I got and he put me out. So yeah, and that for me was like kind of the point was, you know what, fuck it, I'm I'm done here. Like, yeah. What the heck is that? And that like we played West Ham then it was deadline day and we only had two fits and halves and I wouldn't be picked to come with the team to London. Wow. So that was for me. So the yeah, sign to well, that's what I wanted to ask. What happens behind the scenes? Because we will see Graham Potter. He will say maybe Leon's not training well enough, or you know I'm picking you know, the A-team that I feel is the best A-team for the oh. squad. Like, what what kind of things he, happen behind this? Because we never hear from the players. The, the thing is, we, I, I had a conversation after that weekend with him because I was really disappointed and I was angry. Um, and I pretty much just told him that I feel like you robbed me of a chance here, you know, to just show you what I'm really about. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. He ended up saying that he thinks every other defender in this club is better than me. So I said, okay, you know what? That's fine. That's at least that's honest. I can work with that. But that's what I've asked for six months ago. But well, is that the best way to, to treat a player? You, I'm going to tell you something. Um, and that's also a thing with the players. Sometimes, because players are used to like always getting or being told how great they are. Oh, you've done this, you've done that. Yeah, but you're not always perfect. You're not always great, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and you need to know what you're working with and who you're working with. So, I prefer someone to just tell me, you know what, Leon? Do this. Um, or don't do that. Or I don't like this, I don't like that. Or I don't like you, the way you play. Because then at least I know, okay, I can now work with it. And then maybe I have to find another club. I have to change the way I'm playing whatsoever. But if I'm being told, no, you're good, this, this, blah, 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 just be patient, then I think, okay, what I'm doing is all right. I just need to wait for the right moment. Mm -hmm. But if this is not the truth, then even if it's ugly, I will never know when my moment is. I I won't know that my moment will never come because maybe the guy just doesn't like the way I play or he just thinks I'm, well, not good enough. So if you tell me that straight, I prefer that. Mm -hmm. Just be honest, you know, because then we can all move on. And we were talking about empathy and that's something Mick Bill has and maybe this situation... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have the feeling like they will tell you, you know? Yeah. They will pull you to the side and... Again, I'm not trying to make Graham Potter look bad, but that's just between that's just how it was between me and him. And that's then the moment where... That was my moment of clarity, if you like to say so, because that's what happened pretty much. Yeah, there's a teammate at Brighton that you've got Eves Basuma. Yeah. He's someone that's been catching the headline. How good is he? Because he's being linked, you know, as a genie Wijnaldum replacement for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Arsenal are being linked with him. Do you think he's ready to make that next step towards yeah. that Champions League and Europa League team? Probably he was already a long time ago. I think, and again, I don't want to... The Brighton fans are not going to fight. But the thing is, I was, I'm, I was always very honest with these things. Um... Now with the way Graham Potter plays, it's better for him. But just if you just look at his potential, 
he can go places, you know. Mm. And I think he's a blessing for Brighton. But if you love football and if you love to see gifted players, you should wish for him to Play at be the top able level. to make the next step. Mm. That's what I'm saying because... Oh, and the thing is, the way he plays right now, you don't even see what he can do. Like, you don't even see everything. He can do so much more. Because the things he did in training sometimes, he didn't even tie his shoelaces. And he, <laughs> and he had everybody on skates. He's so, powerful. what do you classify him as? Is he a defensive midfielder? Is he a centre like midfielder? An eight. Yeah. yeah. And he grew into the role of a six, I think, where he played at Brighton. Um, but, no, he's more of an attacking midfielder. 100%. I see him as an eight as well. Yeah. yeah. So you like think he can, can add goals to his game as well and make I mean, those he, assists? He, he scored a few screamers. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. So when he connects. The thing is, look at him, the way he played at uh, Lille, where he came from. Mm. Was it? Yeah, I think he came from Lille. Yeah, he came from Lille. Mm. If you look the way he pl- at the way he played, I remember when I spoke to him, I said, ah, oh, Leon, I need to play. I want to play, you know. Uh, with this French accent, like link up, play, blah, blah. He can, oh, it's, he's a joy to watch. Yeah. I've just seen his Instagram story the other day where he's back in Ivory Coast and he just does these flicks head, shoulder, uh, sh- shoulder. So you're going to say head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I thought. <laughs> no, but and he, he does things with such an ease, you know, and the way he, he beats players. It's just, no, he's incredible. He's a really, really gifted player. So what, Champions League player, you think? He can play that 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so let's move on to the Super Eagles. I know probably when you're with the camp, there's so much fun. <laughs> I saw a video on social media the other day where all the national team were singing Awobi, Senior Man, Kelechi and Nacho. <laughs> you know, so how how is the vibe there? Uh, Nigeria's always good vibes. Always. Always. Always, always, always. Um, so there's loads of singing, um, banter. Loads of dancing. Who's the uh, best yeah. dancer? I thought you were um, going to say yourself. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> no Leo looks a bit... <laughs> no, don't, don't get things twisted. Huh? There's, there's some moves in hidden in this body, but I haven't been... I used to be into dancing like crazy, but not so much anymore. But if I... If I dedicate myself a little bit to it, then no worries. I can come up with it. <laughs> um, I would say Chidozi Awaziam, probably. Okay. He's always up with all the new moves mm. and he's always, re- he's going into it also. Mm. Like really hard, always. Mm. Um, I would say him. Yeah. We had John Ogu before. He's not yeah, uh, is, there is, currently, yeah. but how was he for the camp? Because I heard that he was brilliant for the Nigeria camp. John Ogu, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he's like, everybody likes him pretty much, you <laughs> know, and he's just making sure everybody's like in a good mood, everybody's getting along with each other, but normally, no, the camp is always nice. For me, I must I must be very honest because I grew up in Germany. I didn't have too much of Nigerian culture around me, mm. so sometimes there was a bit of a clash Okay, but, but between like the London Nigers, because you got Ola, no, 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 you've no, got like, Ali. No, that's that's that, with them is perfectly fine, but it's more with the mentality probably of oh. certain things. So I had to get used, and it took me quite some time to get used to it, because um, you know in Germany, that's where I grew up, everything is always very strict and disciplined. Mm. Da, 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 da. So s- certain things were for me like, okay, and 
but not not in a bad way. Just took I'm sure like the hotel rooms were vibing onto oh there was right uh, midnight. It's, it's <laughs> not, it's not, not so much anymore. But I remember we had a camp once in Luxembourg or something. Mm. I, I tried to sleep, and then two a.m. in the morning, bro, in the hallway, somebody was banging his music out of the uh, speaker. You know, I was like, oh, Burner Boy, whiskey, Burner Boy wasn't that hot back then. Ooh. It was I don't know. But it was definitely one day call or something. Something or something. Oh my god! I was like, "Yo, will this ever stop?" You know. But no, that's calm. No, I really enjoy my time there always, and um, it's a blessing as well because the way Super Eagles are connected with the fans, especially if you look at the political situation in Nigeria, that's Mm. really that one football is really that one thing that seems to unite the whole nation. You know, so um. It comes with a big responsibility as well. Yeah. So I'm not going to say this justifies throwing bricks at the bus, but, but um, I can see how the disappointment is even bigger if we are failing to bring them joy. <laughs> even though I, I, I don't like to say fail because mm-hmm. we're all just human beings and I think in football this gets forgotten, uh, forgotten a lot, you know. But yeah, that's how it is and you just move on. You You get, you learn how to deal with it. In Nigeria, there's a, a lot of pressure, as we spoke about. How do you sort of manage that? I don't even, I don't really think about it, I would say. It's like, you, you're aware of it, but I'm like, I'm, it's not like I yeah, whatever, but I just don't let it get to me like that. I play there to win. Um, <clears throat> there weren't actually many games where I felt like, oh, I'm scared that we're going to mess up. I remember when we played Cameroon in the qualifiers for the World Cup. I was pretty nervous there because I thought, oh, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. It's a good team back yeah. then. And we just battered them for no. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, Algeria, same. Mm. Battered them 3-1 at home. Then the away game was 1-1, I think. Cameroon, we drew as well, I think. 0-0. No, no. Yeah. Um, obviously, during the World Cup then, Played Croatia, played Argentina, but normally when I play with Nigeria, I'm just enjoying yourself. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not really. Th- I'm always pretty confident that we're gonna win the games because I'm like, who's supposed to beat us, you know, or who's supposed to give us that much trouble? Which now, if you look just recently, maybe it sounds a bit arrogant, but it's not. It's just like how I've been, um, how I've been experiencing the Super Eagles, and I, I've actually never checked that, but I. There's not too many games I've played with the Super Eagles that I've lost, actually, I think. No, that's big. Um, I was going to say, around Nigerian football, there's sort of like a lot of politics. <laughs> you hear about sort of like unpaid bonuses or yes. the infrastructure, the bad hotel rooms, people having to share um, having to share rooms, accommodation. Like, what's your thoughts on how, you know, African football, because we're seeing the players in the Premier League, mm-hmm. but holistically... How do you think it can improve? Well, I've been hearing, or we get addressed a lot with speeches of all kinds of people, politicians, sponsors, board members, and you hear a lot of them saying, the next Messi can come from Nigeria, we can have the next big star, and I agree with that 100%, but in order to get there, we need to build a base for that. And this starts probably on academy level, even though I don't feel like I'm 
qualified to speak about that because I did not grow up there. I I'm not really familiar with with the situation over there. It's just hearsay or things that I'm being told, um, and I can only compare to what I know. So obviously, there's a big difference between the academies probably in Nigeria and Germany, and Nigeria and the UK. So, okay, we cannot dismiss the fact that there are different standards and um, different circumstances given, but I think that's what you need to work on to build for the future. And, well, if <laughs> if you see that the way the accommodation and all these kind of things, mm-hmm. how these, if you compare that, I have some... I have I have a friend who used to play for Ghana. I played with players that play for Ivory Coast. You hear things, you know, you mm-hmm. see things yeah. on Instagram and you see how they travel, you see how then you see how we travel. And it's just like if you if you try to save money on those basic things, you know, which is part of the preparation for a game, the way you travel, the way you sleep, the way you eat, all these kind of things. If you try to save money on that, how are you supposed to generate money from from some sort of icon in world football, you know, if you don't make sure that you have laid the foundation for him to become an absolute star in your own country? Because Victor Osimhen, for example, he's yeah. a big name right now because he made this move to Napoli. Mm. First season maybe did not go the way he wanted because he also had like a difficult injury with his shoulder. He still think had a decent season mm-hmm. but um everybody's expecting 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 now um and then you hear about other players and they say why can they not perform in the super eagles well we have to be honest the, infra- the, yeah. the infrastructure the cer- it's it's, don't, yeah. <laughs> we are not being provided with the best minerals to do your job exactly Let's it starts with pitches mm. Or it starts with accommodation, but it goes on to pitches and all these kind of things. And um, as I said, I'm always quite outspoken. I know probably if the wrong, if some people hear that from there, they might come after me. But I don't care because that's <laughs> yeah. just how it is. If you say you want to see the next Messi coming out of Nigeria, or the next Cristiano Ronaldo, or whatsoever, if you want to see us soar, then you need to make sure that back home in Nigeria, we have the best possibilities. Like we, why don't we have? A base in Nigeria where we meet up, like Saint George's Park, exactly in, in England. We, you don't have something like we don't really have something like that. And you spoke of the unpaid bonuses, like yeah, yeah, I've heard years. a lot about it. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, and I mean it's 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 no secret even, you know. And then I've read something recently where then people in charge they contradict themselves, they said <laughs> things have been paid, then they admit okay that they haven't been paid. And <laughs> yeah. It's just like you know what. You, you, everybody's so concerned about the the um, look of Nigeria and we have to represent Nigeria well and we cannot embarrass Nigeria but make sure you're not embarrassing yeah, Nigeria with your own actions you know because so did the players like talk about this kind of stuff like what's yeah, going on I think it's also a matter of it's a cultural thing also to, to show respect and these kind of things also that's something where I clash probably because I'm I'm not afraid to speak my mind even if it's with the coach or the manager, if I feel like something is wrong, I might at one point just talk about it. And then it's always like, okay, this boy is a troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a troublemaker because yeah. I stand, because at yeah. the end of the day, I stand in for my teammates. Mm. I do that. 
with pleasure. And if I have to take the fall, well, I probably did in the past. That's a, that's a, that's a leadership. But yeah. integrity. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and it's always also motivated by personal issues than probably like not issues, but by person, by things that I just feel like, you know, I, I don't feel like I have to deal with this. I should not have to deal with this that way right now. And I don't think any of us should, you know. So, yeah, it's there's loads of work to do. I Lots think, of work to do. I think last one before just, you know, a quick fire round. The last one on Nigeria. You're, let's say you're in a Nigerian restaurant. What is your go-to dish? <laughs> what's the star or what's the main? Uh, I will have the start. Beef soya? No, I will probably start with some plantain. Plantain? Yeah. Okay. And then I have some pounded yam. Oh, with heavy. Pussy. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like the meat? Beef or what do you what do you want? Salted. Yeah, what do you want in your pussy? Beef or um, what? Beef, chicken, or fish? Either actually, my father Mm. always fish goes well. My father does a fish a Mm. a lot. I don't know how you call that. Actually, it's quite firm. Right in in Panla. Panla. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> so but it's it's, it's quite true, yeah. but it's very aromatic and like in Panla. Yeah. So Panla. Yeah. I, I only yeah. always fish, know, the, yeah. know the German how you say it? What kind of fish? Panla. We call it Panla, yeah. But you said another word um. with fish. Because in, in German it's like we say stockfish. Yeah, it's like a dry fish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 so, yeah. And it's was <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, but, so I think so. And Nigerian Fanta. Yeah, I knew it. I knew you wasn't gonna forget that. <laughs> Chapman even. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So also like you do a lot of initiatives outside of the pitch, you're involved in Common Goal. And even when we spoke, you're talking about charity, like you do a lot of mentoring. Like why is that so important to you? I think that's just who I am probably. Um maybe I have this kind of help helper syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But um I just remember when I was a f- at my first team as a professional, I was 20 back then in Hanover. And that was a bit different from now. You would have more older players than young players. Not so many mid-age or middle-age players. Um, and you always felt left behind a little bit, you know. It was just the mindset back then, probably. you had Every to, man for themselves sort of thing. Not that really, but you had to put in a lot of work to get respected, you know. And even if you would, if you wouldn't play regularly, still you would not get the same kind of respect from the older players, you know. And they were kind of just for themselves, yes. And you were just a young player. Yeah, he's young. Well, he's got to learn. Nah, 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 nah. So they were not unfriendly or unpolite, impolite or something like that. It was just like, it was harder to connect, you know. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, okay, what are you bringing to this team? You know, what have you actually done so far? So... Me and my friend back then, um, we always said to ourselves, like, if we are at an advanced age or like a bit older and there are some younger players, we're going to make sure we look after them so they feel comfortable because that helps them to open up also on the pitch, you know, because if then you feel more confident within the group and that helps you with your performance. Yeah. So that was just always something. And then, um, yeah, whenever I felt like there's a connection between me and a younger player or or a player that is not so much involved in the team, I just try to not pick them up really because yeah. they're, they're not always down, but I just try to, you know, encourage, yeah, encourage them just, or just talk to them, just listen to them and just hear them out. And then, yeah. 
Yeah, so just a quick fire round. I think me and Dej are probably going to ask two questions each. So I'm going to say, who's the best manager you've worked with? Yeah, I would have to go for Stevie G. I would I would say Stevie G and, and his gang. Okay. <laughs> best player you've played against? Messi. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> goal that? that he scored. Yeah. Oh, goodness how, me. How is it coming up against him? Just, just trying to stay away from him. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, it was a bit sad, you know, because he was not playing on my side that day so much. Um, and it's just then it's the competitiveness again. You're just like, okay, he's the best. So let me see. Let me test you. So there were a few occasions. I think once he beat me, like he tried to get past. I got my leg in between, but. It bounced off of his thigh and he oh, kept going yeah, on. But then so. Ndidi and uh, William Ekon were there. So Monsters. We just had yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to get out of here, mate. The real power, you get know. Get out of here, mate. Um, the best player you've played with? Oh, that's a tough one. I played with some really good... I played with Claudio Pizarro. Okay, Ooh, the striker. Yeah. yeah. And he Baller, goal scorer. Quality, quality, quality. But then, I didn't really play with him because when I joined that team, he moved to Real Madrid after two weeks. That was Mesut Özil. He was amazing okay, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, Pizarro is always the first one that comes to my okay. to my uh, mind because, well. Not just because he played that long, but also like his quality, his work ethic, everything. He was, there was always, even in training, like he would just do like regular the, things, but, the simple out of things no, but out of nowhere, boom, some, some, some touch of genius <laughs> just came master, out of yeah. nowhere. Like, well, <laughs> you do that, you know? <laughs> so biggest challenge of being a professional footballer? Oof. Being away from home. And family, mm-hmm. like for me personally, um, it's 13 years now that I'm not living at home anymore, and this is something I think loads of people they don't see it. They always see, yeah, I don't know, we drive fancy cars, money, mm-hmm. money, yeah, all these kind of things. That also you need to understand. Not every player who becomes a prof- professional player automatically is like done and dusted. You know, <laughs> it's just not real. It's just not true. That's an illusion. Yeah. Um. So, no, but being away from us 13 years now, the amounts of celebrations, birthdays, like special occasions I've missed on is massive. And do you have a final message to the Rangers fans ahead of the new season? (laughs) (laughs) I hate these things. (laughs) Uh, No, but actually I do have one, which is simply, I cannot wait to meet you because I, I I didn't have this privilege so far because of the... Uh, worldwide circumstances but I cannot wait to finally meet you at Ibrox hopefully sold out if the dear politicians allow it as the and defending I watched, champions <laughs> <laughs> and I watched the, or I listened to an interview where you said and you're at Wigan at this time and you said you've got a dream to play in the Champions League mm-hmm. and to play in another World Cup mm-hmm. it looks like you're going to be was def- that at Wigan? Yeah, you were just See, in the back I, of Wigan, so you're speaking these things into existence. <laughs> I thought it was actually when I came back from the African Cup of Nations, when I got back to Brighton. I, I, but 
Well, yeah. you've done your research. <laughs> yeah. So, I know because I said Champions League does not sound really realistic yeah. at this point. But yeah, I, I said this actually. That's also how I know that we're going to play Champions League because yeah. it's the, the way it's paved already. Mm-hmm. You just have to walk yeah. on it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Obviously, there's work to do in order mm-hmm. to get there, but I'm pretty confident we're going to make that. So what about expectations for AFCON? Because obviously we're Nigerian. We want to win that thing. We've got a talented mm-hmm. squad, you know, great spine in DD, yourself, mm-hmm. Olaena, Iwobi, Osimen, Terem Mofi, loads of talent. So do you think that we've got a realistic chance of winning it, hopefully in January? I think we should always, or I think actually Nigeria always has a realistic chance because we are still one of the best teams in, in Africa. But then again, the competition does not sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down again to the basics how well uh, or how well is the foundation that is being laid for us to get there yeah preparation how we're going to prepare how we're going to travel where we're going to like all these kind of things you know that are so given over here how well can we um, yeah not copy that but how well or how close can we come to that to make sure that we are prepared in the best possible way I think that's an amazing place to leave it. Leon, it's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure to have you on the platform. So thank you very much for coming on. We're going to wrap it up there, guys. That's another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the like button below. And we will see you next time. Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.